my first thought is thank you for being here. I always find it fascinating. You know, we, we, um, if it was warm today, we'd complain. If it's cold today, we complain. And I always say to people, we live in Pennsylvania. What did you expect? You know, what do you expect? It's January. But here we are on, on our very last day of, of our Christmas celebration. Tomorrow, the baptism of the Lord really officially ends. But for us, gathered together as a family of God, this is, this is our final celebration with the uh, arrival of the, the Magi um, to the home of Mary, Joseph, and Jesus, the gifts being given. Uh, and we thank, we thank God for the gr- gratitude that we have uh, for all the great gifts that he's given us over this, this past couple weeks as we celebrated with family and friends. Earlier this week, I got an, an email from a parishioner, and in that email, there was a little blurb about uh, uh, something, and I'm going to read part of it, but uh, uh, it was written by um, Cornelia Connolly, and Cornelia Connolly is the founder of the Sisters of the Holy Child. Uh, and I found it fascinating what, what she had to say. She's writing about the epiphany, but a little background on her. Uh, right now, she's a venerable. That means that the Vatican has recognized something good in her that's leading her possibly towards sainthood. Uh, it's venerable, then you're blessed, then you're, then you're canonized into the, into the canon of saints. But... Um, what she did, and his, her, her story is fascinating. If you have an opportunity, you can Google her yourself. But um, Cornelia was uh, married, a woman, a lot like Elizabeth Ann Seton. She was an Episcopalian. She was married. Not only was she married, she was married to an Episcopalian priest. Um, and somewhere in their journey, uh, five children, um, he decided, the, 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 the priest, the Episcopalian priest, decided he was going to explore Catholicism a little bit. And between the two of them, they decided Catholicism was the right journey. And they both converted uh, and their family to Catholicism. Uh, It came to a point where uh, some of her children were starting to die. They were dying young, some tragically, some with uh, some of the diseases of the time. Uh, And um, in their journey, uh, her husband thought more more than just Catholicism he missed the pulpit, so he really wanted to think about priesthood. And as one of the first uh, Episcopalians, uh, there's a clause in, in, in the Vatican um, after vetting them, uh, an Episcopalian priest often becomes a Catholic priest. Uh, there's a special, uh, you understand it as much as I understand how they change holy days. But, um, but the... Um, he, 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 they, they, they decide to have this separation. He goes off to become a priest. Now, I must say that he's a complete failure, and he leaves. <laughs> but, and, and she goes off to found this order of religious sisters. And um, it comes to a point where uh, he, he wants her back as his wife, and she's like, no, I like this. <laughs> so no, this is better. So she stays with, this, with her order, and eventually... Uh, it's very active yet still in our country. Um, they, um, but she, she's, she really has gone through a lot. She, she's um, been through a lot of tragedy. She's been through a lot of turmoil, uh, turbulence in her life. 
and she starts to write about this feast of the epiphany and she sees it as something differently than maybe we as we look at it we look at it as oh great this is the day that jesus gets gold frankincense and myrrh the, the magi show up from the east and and it's all everybody's you know the stars shining and everybody's happy and and she with all the her background and her her turmoil um, she writes about the epiphany in a different way. She says that no longer is the epiphany about gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, but it's about the peace that Christ brings to us, that only Christ can bring. Now, imagine, you know, she's, her, her mind, her, her life is, is just in turmoil all the time. So she's looking for something deeper. She's looking for something that will bring her joy and peace, happiness. And she finds it only at, at this scene in, in the epiphany when Christ shows himself to the world as that hope, that peace, the fulfillment of all the joy that God has to offer us. And, and she says that's what it's about. It's about Christ saying to us, these gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh are marvelous. But I'm going to give you the gift of love and the gift of hope, the gift of fellowship, the gift of mercy, the gift of forgiveness. You know, and I'm going to, um, and that, that gift then expects us to respond with great faith and dedication and dedication of service, serving the Lord uh, with gladness, serving the Lord with joy. And she says that as Christians, we have to learn to build peace from within. We often, you know, we're looking for that, that deep bond with God. And, and Jesus says, I'm going to give you that, that bond. And it's called peace. The last thing Jesus gives to us, my peace I give you. My, uh, you know, and we share that peace with each other. As we, uh, you know, we, it's more than just a symbolism of, uh, you know, good morning and how, how, how's your day going and glad you made it. When we do the sign of peace, it really is passing to others the gift that peace of peace that Christ brings to us and so that somewhere in that those handshakes and in that passing of of that peace of Christ among his congregation his peace will rest on us his peace will will find a place to to really um, make its appearance into our lives into our turmoil into our turbulence and and so uh, she says that from the, the, from Jesus comes this great spirit of courage and it gives us uh, hope and it allows us to serve uh, not and, and, and bring solidarity to ourselves and, and to others. And Jesus then invites us to be a builder of peace in our own life without letting ourselves be carried away by the mirages that the world has to offer. The peace that the world offers, she says, is fleeting. It's, it's it, it, it's built on consumerism and she says we in it, it the peace that the world gives gives us this insatiable need to always be accumulating things and think and basing success and and peace and 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 tranquility on what we have and what we what we can store up and she said that that never brings us true peace as we all know or joy she says the most important thing for us to remember on this feast of the epiphany is to start that peace in our own soul to be like Jesus who in those very dark moments of life finds tranquility and love and serenity in the Father and then manifests that, shows that to us as the Son of God. And so 
today as we, we gather on this feast of the Epiphany, you know, the Magi, my thoughts now, the Magi are great for us, a great symbol for us, because they do bring those marvelous gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. But then what does Jesus ask in return? He's not asking us to, to, to give him anything except one thing, ourselves. You know, think about that, that when Jesus comes, he comes to give us all these other things, especially eternal life. How can we repay that? Redemption of our sins, the fullness of love, the, 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 the complete joy that God has to offer his people. Even though we struggle, even though there's turbulence in our own lives, even though, like Cornelia, our background sometimes is a little bit uh, shaken. Uh, putting our hope, putting our trust in the God who makes himself known to us through the very miracles of, of his, his ministry. Um, God will call us to serve him. God will call us to know him, to love him, and to, and to bring joy to the world in which we live. May his peace always be ours.